VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The guys talk about Kanye, the draft, and buying sincerity online. Liv is fed up with programmers, and Kevin has some problems that only his cohorts can help him handle. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. How many leaps and seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? Well, he's got to have one. He's about to win the MVP. It's not an unnecessary roughness. It was a completely necessary roughness. <laughs> <laughs> The man, the man runs for 170 yards is what he got credit for, but he, he walked and ran a total of like 300 yards. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my face, I knew how dumb that was. All righty, here we are. It's another week, and the gang's back together. We are joined up. We got Pops and LJ here. And it's a, it's a big weekend. We had the NFL draft happen. Playoffs are still full tilt boogie. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of stuff going on. And I actually got to see Dad in person. He was traveling through and stopped through Fort Smith. We had some breakfast this morning. Because I was so. not at the draft. <laughs> right, because he, he wasn't able to make it to the draft. And by the way, neither were any of my buddies, so it wasn't like they went without me. It just, we didn't get, <laughs> apparently you couldn't get, you could, okay, here was the deal. You could get tickets for seven hundred dollars, you could get a three-day pass. So we could have gotten tickets for seven hundred dollars and decided. I didn't get to decide, but I would have decided <laughs> no. Yeah. So. Well, so I had uh, a coworker of mine was off, and they went to the draft, and he said that they didn't actually go inside. He kind of thought that he was told they might have tickets. He didn't know. And when he got there, they just they just went to the outside of the – if you've been to Cowboy Stadium, they were at the outside of it where there's big TVs and stuff and hung around for a little bit for the first round and then left. said it was cool, but he said the place was packed, and I saw it on TV. The place – Jerry Jones just knows how to put on a show. And that – I don't know why you would pay all that money. Some of the seats were – there's the, the little stage, and then they had it wrapped around with fans all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, you can't even see anything. You're just there to be there. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's kind of cool, but I would at least want to be able to kind of see it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's almost too big of a venue, I feel like, for the draft. I heard be. there were 110,000 people there, but I think that was inside and outside or something. Probably. But, but that's a lot. Hey, the NFL, this just in, they're okay, I think. I think their health yeah. check is, is pretty decent. Yet. They're not dead <laughs> yet. So They are still kicking. Well, all right, so with all the stuff going on, what, Dad, do you have a – let's start with the best and worst of the week. So you got a best – um, I kind of struggled with getting the best and the worst. I don't have a worst. Um, sorry, I should have said that Sounds like later. a pretty good week. Yeah. I think. But, which, which, <laughs> yeah. Well, but and, and I have to say my best was probably Fayetteville, Arkansas in the springtime and w- went up there. Jed, Jed, my stepson, has a house that's pretty close to campus, and there was a couple of baseball games going on and all the cute girls in their short shorts, and it's just a wonderful time to be in Fayetteville. <laughs> In the spring, I'm, I just love this it. was good. as good. We've so up up around northwest Arkansas. It's been every weekend's either been rainy or windy. We actually had snow at the beginning of April, which is yeah. crazy. 
And the way we just haven't had a good weekend in forever. And just this this past weekend, the weekend Lyft's making his trip up to Fayetteville, it was beautiful. That could have easily been a best. It was. I'm glad beautiful. you did mention it. Was like 75 degrees, sunny winds, kind of blowing, great. and you just don't get much better. Well, and to, and to validate what you're saying about the weather up there, um, just to go, what, 200 miles north of where I live in Texarkana, the trees aren't really, the hardwood trees are not budding out. We have green, I mean, it's green here completely, yeah. but the hardwoods are barely starting to bud up there, and I think that's because of the cold and rainy weather y'all have had. So. And look, let's going to give us some, some Planet Earth stuff right here. It's Nat Geo right here with the Just for Play pod. <laughs> <laughs> Nat Geo with Pops. <laughs> Mr. Nat Geo himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, El, what do you got for you got anything for your uh best of the week? Well yeah, we uh we opened that show that I've been talking about, the Lay Miz with the high Les schoolers. Miz, yeah. And I you know, I don't care about that play in any way, shape, or form, but it was it was really spectacular. Especially the kids on my team were just phenomenal and I've learned um, and it's kind of a good time, I think, for me to learn it because society is learning it too, is like the limit that these kids have is the adults around them. Like if you just mm. let them go, they are phenomenal. Like teenagers are special people that are just new in the world, but like not afraid of anything. It's awesome. So yeah, that's what, that's what, uh, Oh, we'll get to this in a little bit, but Oh, Kanye West was mentioning that the kids are just, they're awesome. All right, my best of the week is going to be related to the NFL draft a little bit, and I'm a little torn. I'll ask y'all's opinion on it, but the 28th pick in the first round is my best of the week, and that was when Roger Goodell announced that Ryan Shazier from the Pittsburgh Steelers was going to announce the yes. pick for the Steelers, and all of a sudden you see him. He wasn't – he's still walking gingerly a little bit, but to see him walk from the back to the to the stage, to the podium after that horrific injury was – it it's was, incredible. I mean, I was blown. I was just sitting there watching. I'm kind of doing some things and the draft's on. I'm not like really hard watching it, but it, when I see a pick announced, I look to see who it is. And then all of a sudden they mentioned that and I stopped and was watching it. And I, I don't, I don't, I didn't get teary eyed, but like some hair stood up a little bit just because to know what he's yeah. probably gone through and to see him, he yeah. was, the walk was not painless. I mean, you could tell it was a struggle a little bit, but to see him get to do that was really yeah. cool. Uh, also, with that, another reason why that was the bet my best is because that pick was for Terrell Edmonds, who is a safety at Virginia Tech. His brother, Tremaine Evans, was drafted like 12 picks before for the Bills. So two brothers went in the first round for the first time in That's NFL history. Cool. That's too so like, cool. And their dad was also a third-round pick and played for eight years. So, man, the genes hmm. in that family. <laughs> they don't but, need no CRISPR. But so uh, – <laughs> A guy brought up to me. I, I tweeted out the video. I thought it was really. I think I retweeted it and just thought it was really cool. And someone replied to me, a random person, and he brought up how ironic that the on the day all these young guys are going to get drafted to the NFL, the NFL is going to show them what this game can do to you. And at yeah. first, at first, I thought, oh, you're being, you're uh, blah blah blah. I kind of fought it, but then the more I thought about it. That is that was a little like. What are y'all thoughts? What are y'all's thoughts uh, on that? Well, it touched me. I, I and I actually, when you first said that, I hadn't thought about what I thought about when I saw Ryan Shazier. But it was disheartening seeing him having so much trouble walking. I remember seeing the hit that he took, and it didn't. It looked like a, a mundane benign, play, just a yeah, just a regular play. And then it it occurred to me that it took a set to march him out there because you're right. A, 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 what looked like a benign hit 
can do this to you. Yeah. So it was a chancy thing. It, it was there was a lot of feelings uh, yeah. uh, in it to me. So and it's just and I'll let you go, LJ, too. But I just that <laughs> thought didn't even cross my mind. I just thought, man, it's so cool to see him walk. And that's so neat. And then when that guy brought up on Twitter, it still didn't even I kind of fought it yeah. for a little bit. Then I thought, you know, that is a really good point. But LJ, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I just think I I. I loved it and thought it was the coolest thing, but but after you mentioned that, yeah, that's just yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, and I don't have anything well, to add. Well, so I, I was reflecting on it a little more, and I started thinking more about it, and I rewatched it, and we'll post it in our show notes, and you can see it. And Roger Goodell, which I did mention to, I replied to the person on Twitter. I was like, well, I'm never gonna say that. It, Roger Goodell makes the smartest moves, and he doesn't always make the best <laughs> decisions, and we can get that a little, Mister. The man who was booed nonstop in the first round. It was it was great. But he what was really interesting is Goodell as he's introing him, and it is it is an inspiration and to see him fight back, and that's true. But he also he was like adding to it like it was shows the unity of football and how the family is so strong and all this stuff. And it's he almost brought it as it was in uh like a good thing about football that we're all behind Shazier and he's so inspiring, but really Ryan Shazier is the strongest argument against the game that someone on a play like dad said on any given play, like these guys that are all getting drafted and are all happy, any given play, any random tackle where you're not even doing, they sure they've changed some rules, but that same thing can happen to anyone. It wasn't Shazier didn't lower it crazy, like crazy with the crown of his helmet. It's just, that's an unspectacular play that can lead to a spectacular injury. That is, mm-hmm. and it's not even mentioning the the saw the slow burn of CTE that probably everybody in the NFL is building up right now. You know, they use that they use that moment, and like you said, LJ and I, when I watched it, all I thought was, "Man, that's so cool! What a great story!" And I thought, "Good on the NFL." And then the more that he brought it up, he's right. Like that's you're using. What your game does can do to someone, you're using that as a way to make your game look better. That's terrible. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm proud of Shazier that he's he's back walking. That was that was exciting to see, regardless of what it implies. It's just so good to see he's active again. That's awesome. And Shazier so. actually just a side note to end the conversation. Shazier does say that he plans on playing again in the NFL, and this is he's well, working to so. get back. And he, I mean. I'm not putting. I, I'm not putting it past him. The, it's just so. The only thing is, is I don't know if people realized how before that injury he was one of the premier linebackers in the game, and oh, still, yeah. if he can come back to that, I hope so. But you never know. That's kind of the whole point of this conversation is one hit can change things forever. So for sure, yeah. Uh, Dad, so I guess you best? don't have any worst. <laughs> no worst. Do you have a second best or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have numerous. I mean, I'm just. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty good week. Uh, so no worse, no worse for me. All right, El, do you have a worst or? Uh, well, you guys made me think of it because uh, you're talking about how beautiful the weather is. It's 55 and it's the warmest day we've had here in a long time. So oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's bright and sunny and cold. So you know, I guess not having a spring yet is probably my worst. I'm just ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, that's what I've been. We've been just waiting on spring, and finally we got a weekend of spring. And man, you, if I every every time I've been outside, there's been someone doing yard work, or people mm. are just trying to find a reason to be outside. Spring and fall are the best times of the year. I just I can't wait. I want it. I want it. <laughs> well, I, my worst is the daddy. You might you might uh, kind of uh, relate with this, but 
The so the Warriors beat the Spurs earlier in the first round. They knocked them out four one, which now brings up the question: Is the great ageless wonder Monty Ginobili maybe going to hang up the hang up the basketball shoes and put the kicks in the locker for the last time? And what I'm what is my worst about it is, and I want to ask Dad about his thoughts on Ginobili. But anyone who watches the Inside the NBA crew and the TNT crew with Chuck. Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, EJ, and Shaq. They are by far the best. They're awesome to watch. They're the best halftime show or post-game show out there in any sport. But Chuck has been known, Charles Barkley, for the past seven or eight years, probably more, is because Ginobili just keeps doing it for year after year. He just yells Ginobili. And I think they made him do one final Ginobili, and this could be it. So I'm going to let y'all hear it. Ginobili! <laughs> and that was what EJ said they had to get if this was the last game for Ginobili they had to get at least one final Ginobili and he just right on cue Charles Barkley just screams Ginobili out and it just it's crazy to me dad Ginobili was uh, 2011 I think is when whenever the Heat beat the Spurs in the championship for their second their second one I think that was 10 11 or 12 I don't know but it was a good five years ago. Ginobili looked washed. He looked completely mm-hmm. done. I think me and you had the conversation because you've been a fan of his. And I was yeah. I was like, he's done. He's hurting the Spurs more than he's helping. And now five years later, honestly, he could come back and I would he could he could help the Spurs. He helped the Spurs this year in the playoffs. Oh, he can still I think he could still play some limited minutes seriously and, and seriously help them. Um I think what is he Argentina? Where, where's Argentina, he from? Argentina, yes. I mean, he is the best player Argentina has ever produced, I would think. we I haven't looked that up. We'd That's, have to look yeah, to see yeah, other players. I haven't done research out, yeah. on it, but there's got to be. I mean, he's – I mean, well, what now, was he part of the team that won in the Olympics? That made us change the Argen- way we do Olympics. That made us change the yeah. way we do the Olympics. I mean, that I haven't researched that, but it yes, just – Yes, right. I did some research him. on because he was drafted in 99 and won like – the. he didn't come over to the NBA till 2002. Yeah. And he what where he really became known. The Spurs got him with the second to last pick in the '99 draft. And really, yes. And there's wow. only other. There's actually only one other player from the '99 draft still playing in the NBA. And he actually was just in a playoff game yesterday. My man, Jason the Jet Terry, was drafted wow. in that same draft, and he's still kicking. Wow. Wow. Well, I've got to say about Ginobili, I got a buddy uh, that just can't stand him because he says he flops. And I think Ginobili, he 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 did have a little flop. You brought in that him over from, from, from the Euro, that, that soccer I think so. flopping, and now it's taken over the league. I mean, well, I think that's improved some, hadn't it? It actually has it gotten has, it got but terrible. Still some vulgar flopping that happens. But and I agree. I, I mean, there Ginobili. Can flop with the best. I mean, Harry could certainly at a time, but I I loved his game. I mean, I I think I wish he'd retire because he's still that good. Um, he's God. He's forty at least. He's like forty one, I think. Um, I mean, I guess that's long in the tooth to play basketball uh, at that at that level. So I wish he'd retire. And real quick, I did want to mention the halftime show. You're talking about Kenny Charles, EJ, and yeah. I guess throw Shaq in there. There have been times that. I would try to check out and see where they were in the game because I wanted to watch halftime. I'm <laughs> I mean, telling you, they you know, are the best. I would want to be able to see halftime and watch them talk about the games. 
as opposed to seeing the game itself at times. There's so, there's a that, video I have to show you guys, and I'll post it in the show notes. Or there's Kenny Smith's like I think they're like outtakes, and Kenny's asking about uh, he has this new he got like a new SUV, and he doesn't or he wants to buy this new SUV, but it costs like eighty dollars to fill it up. And so he can't. He doesn't want to have to pay that much to fill up the tank each time. And Shaq just goes, "Well, all you got to do is every time it gets half a tank, you just refill it up. So you never, you never actually pay eighty dollars." And Kenny's like, "Yeah, but that's still, it's less each time, but I'm still paying that same amount of money over time." And Shaq's like, "No, nah, you just put twenty dollars in every time you get to half a tank." And Kenny was like, "No, what? That'll only get me to, that'll only get a quarter of the tank." And they, they had this argument, and clearly Shaq is just. A fool and not making any sense. And Kenny and them were just cracking up laughing. And it was clear to me watching the video that Shaq's just so big, no one's ever told him he's wrong. And so he couldn't believe that they were telling him he's wrong. He was clearly wrong, and he just couldn't believe it that someone questioned him. Because I think his whole life they just went, yeah, you're right, Shaquille. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that curve is good. Uh, Interesting about Ginobili, they asked him about the game. He said he wasn't sure about coming back or not. But him and Steve Kerr had a cool moment. Did you you might have remembered Steve Kerr was his freaking teammate at the Spurs? Oh yeah, and Steve Kerr is now coaching against him at the Warriors. And Steve Kerr told him, "Hey man, if you want to play, keep doing it. You're playing at a high level. Come back another year. I want to see you keep playing. You deserve it." And it was it was a cool moment to see them hug it out. And Ginobili was just like, "I don't know, man. I'm gonna go enjoy the offseason. I don't know." I mean, Ginobili's been bald for. Six years. He's been going bald <laughs> since 2006. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and it's not the old. I mean, the shave thing. I mean, I think he has kind of close cropped his hair, but it's the his hair. His forehead's gotten huge and <laughs> 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 been that way for a while. So, yeah. Speaking of retirements, I do want to pour one out for you. See our boy, uh, the Iron Man for the Cowboys, Jason Witten. He's hanging him up, and he's going to join Monday gonna, Night Football crew at ESPN. Yeah, is that a You're done not going to be able to get away from a former cowboy <laughs> in the in the booth anymore. Which I is so that a, I thought is that a he was going to be the. I don't think he's not because ESPN is looking for the like to refill the Monday Night Football Gruden, game. Right? Gruden and um, Shulman. Who's What's Gruden it? with? It, both of them are now gone. It's 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 open, and I think it's going to be Peyton Manning. Personally, I just think he would fit, and that would make sense, but. Oh, and ESPN's going to have to open up the checkbook probably. But I thought someone told yeah. me that Jason Witten was going to apply for – or that he took that job. Like that's the job he's getting at ESPN. I was like, wow, what a transition for my boy. I've never heard him on the air. But it's he's well, just joining the Monday Night Football crew like this. And Witten was going to play, right? He, I mean, he was he was playing he the whole time. He said he's coming back, he, and now something changed, I guess. And he This happened in the last two days, right? Thursday, two or three first days. First round of the draft, the news broke. Shefty and then broke it. Which, by the mm. way, Shefty was wearing the flyest looking suit jacket Thursday night for the first round. It. It, he was looking, he was looking pretty fresh. Now I have to check that out. I don't remember. But yeah, former uh, old cowboy Witt, Witten's been. Hey, Witten, Witten will be. Uh, I mean, he's Ring of Honor. He's class of cowboys. I mean, he's class of the NFL. I, I mean, I think he is a classy guy, um, a Hall of Famer, but uh, Jason Witten. I hate to see him go. He's been one of my favorite cowboys of all time. And it's yeah, I agree. It's probably a, he's been long in the tooth for a few years, and somehow still producing, which is insane. But still producing. Yeah. It, you knew the time was coming soon, and I'm, he's been a yeah. good cowboy pretty much since I've been watching the Cowboys. He's been the tight end, so it'll be weird seeing him not on the field. 
Switching gears a little bit from Jason Witten to a guy that's completely unlike Jason Witten, Kanye West has been making a stir on the internet lately. Yeah. Well, our boy, yeah. uh, I, it, it kind of it was interesting. So he uh, among the main things that has really created a stir is he has completely endorsed and kind of shown his admiration for none other than President Donald Trump, which seems like a very unlikely yeah. friendship at least to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that got a huge uproar and people arguing. And I just was going to ask you, LJ, your, your thoughts on all this, this stuff going on with Kanye and his, his different tweets. It's, it's weird because it doesn't feel like the, the Kanye that I think I know uh, relates to Donald Trump in any way other than wealth. Like, I just don't feel like they've got, hardly anything in common, but, but I think that's kind of the interesting thing about this is like, you can't really box somebody like that. Like they're, uh, Kanye is a, 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 a particularly, uh, deep person that has a lot going on in his head. So it's kind of hard to, to say even what he likes or dislikes about Donald Trump. I don't know. It's just, I think it's really interesting and it kind of is a little bit disheartening to me because I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of the man. Um, and so it kind of, I don't know. It feels weird for somebody that I think has a whole lot of influence uh, jumping on the side of somebody that I feel like leads his campaign through hatefulness. Um, but I think one of the things that he's said a lot is that uh, that he wants to, tr- you know, he wants to to sell the same story. He wants to say, "Let's make America great and let's leave out the hate." and uh, and I think that's a good message. I mean, I, I think we all need to be working together and we don't need to be thinking about us versus them. And that's the message that he's preaching right now. And so, you know, I, it's hard to disagree with that. So, um, well, and I don't know. Have you listened to uh yay versus the people yet? Kevin? I have, I, I listened to it earlier and it was, it was really interesting. I, it, I think what's, <clears throat> what's neat about what Kanye West is saying is, I, I and LJ mentioned this before. He hasn't really. We I don't know why he hasn't said why he endorses Trump. He kind of just said. I I think one of his tweets was he's an a fire dragon like myself. And Kanye is an odd guy. I mean that's dragon one thing. Energy. If you think you have you, I kind of understand Kanye West. I I do think that he's a a musical genius for sure, and I do think yeah, he's a no very doubt. smart human being. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand the man. I never will. I'm not going to try to. That's. I guess that's one thing about geniuses. They're all crazy. That's kind of the thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's a, a pretty line. common link. It's a pretty common and, link. But what his big point was, I really was bothered by it. So when this first happened, John Legend, who's a singer pianist, and I love John Legend. I really like his music. Yeah. I like. I mean, it, it's interesting what him and his wife. They'll. They. Their tweets. They. They're. They realize they have a, 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 a platform, and I feel like they try to use it for the best, at least what they believe in, and I always like it when people do that, to use that platform. They're yeah. interesting, yeah. And as long so, as they're not talking shit about people with flip-flops on right. them. Yeah, well, right, we, we might have to that. touch on that. They weren't hating on things. <laughs> well, John Legend wasn't. His wife was. But so, <laughs> but so John Legend texted Kanye West. Apparently, they're friends. They've had a couple songs together, and apparently they're buddies. And he texted him, and like this – Kind of long message and real short and sweet. Basically, just said, "Hey, man, you have a really—I don't know if you—you re- you realize this, but you're very influential and 
you have a huge platform. I mean, only 27 million people follow him. So one of the biggest mm-hmm. platforms in the world is Kanye. Yeah, if he could retweet this show. That would, that would be helpful. Yeah. By the way, yeah, if, if, you, if you want, just go ahead and hit the hit the retweet button real quick. But, <laughs> but so he just is saying, I, I don't know if you want to align yourself. If you've thought that, like, it, I would think you should talk this out and think this out before you align yourself with someone like this because you are a very influential person. And Kanye, like, he screenshotted it and tweeted it and was like, people disagreeing with what I believe in, all this stuff. And at first I was like, dude, that's a buddy of yours. What are you doing? Like, don't throw him out to dry like that. But his whole point was like what you're saying in the yay versus the people. And I think is what this whole thing is, is although it's odd, like you don't understand why he likes Trump and you don't agree with it. You can still be like him and John Legend still posted pictures and videos with each other this, this weekend. And they were hanging out and having a great time. And I think his point is, I can like President Trump, and LJ doesn't have to, and that doesn't mean we have to hate each other. We can talk exactly. about why. I we think dislike. that's what he's, he's saying. Just saying we don't have. We're, we're so worried about, especially with. Well, he he mentioned that this is the day. This is like the age of free thinking, where you have Twitter and social media and Facebook, and you can have your ideas. But we're all so worried about. Well, I don't want to share this because I know I have so many friends and family members that feel so against it that I probably won't, and that's just. Be you. Think for yourself. We are we're in an information age, but we're. He, I think he mentioned it's an information age, but we're starved for information. We keep going to other outlets for information. Think for yourself and have an open dialogue. If you disagree, talk about it. Don't just say you're wrong. I hate you. Talk. But that's about kind of what I think, I think that's is interesting. A little bit. I think it's a little bit interesting and wrong though of, of him. Maybe he. Uh, he is is saying all this, but then I can't find anywhere what his positives are for the Trump administration. Right, I agree with you. And so, like you know, it might be he might have some really eye opening thoughts that would that I would just really need to read um, or listen to or whatever. But like in in the whole uh, song "Yay versus the People," it seems like he just kind of rambles on about how he has the ability to do so, and then he ends the song really interestingly by saying, "Let's just let the people talk about it." But then he doesn't seem to give us anything to talk about and any and anything to to grasp a hold of other than our own already biases. And so I feel like he's not this this doesn't feel like something that he's doing that gives me any ability to come around towards anybody or, you know, it doesn't he's not making an argument. He's just making uh, he's he's being loud. It feels like to me. I don't know. Well, I, I want to say something that made me think about this is that I know we have touched on race and racism in this show. And I think we've tried to be careful because we are white guys uh, talking about racism. And while I clearly feel like I cannot understand the black experience in this country because I don't have that perspective, if if I'm not allowed to talk about racism and what I feel like it is and have a dialogue, then we're not going to get anywhere. If I feel like we're going to stay right where we are, you know, I guess what you made me think of when Kanye's talking about he likes Trump. Okay, let's let him like Trump and and tell us why. Let's open the dialogue. I'm a middle aged or slightly more middle aged uh, white (laughs) man. Let me talk about what I think racism is. And you know what? I'm going to be right on some stuff. I'm going to be wrong on some stuff. But let's have the dialogue. Instead of, just the hate, gonna, instead of just throwing it, hate around, because that's instead all we're doing, of the that's hate. not getting us yes. anywhere. Yeah. Yes. And silent hate is even worse. Yeah. It's um you can't you can't deal with silent hate. And so like, yeah, let's talk let's about talk it. Let's talk about so, it. 
And so to, to piggyback off what LJ said, and and then we'll get we'll move on to another topic. But the the only issue I have with some of this is Con Dad. I don't know. You might not have noticed this. I'm sure you don't keep up with what Kanye West does on Twitter or when his albums drop. But he's kind of notorious for because he's a really smart businessman, smart market at marketing. He's notorious Clearly. for right around the time an album's getting ready to come out, and he's got he's announced. Like a couple of weeks ago that he was dropping a new album in July, I think. And also he's doing a collaboration album with Kid Cudi. Yeah. And so it's a big time for Kanye West. And all of a sudden, he hasn't tweeted in forever. And all of a sudden, he starts tweeting these just, like LJ said, almost part of me, I I agree with what he's saying. But then part of, like, I like that he's uh, opening for free thought and all this. But also, I'm like, you're kind of just being loud. Like, you're just saying things Mm. to get the pot stirred and get you... Get people talking about you, which he's doing. Like we're talking about Kanye West, right? And then also we mentioned he has an album coming out, so it's working. If that's all he's doing, that's a. I don't. I hate that if it's just a big marketing ploy. But if he does want us to talk more, then more power to you. You're using your platform well, and not just for the gain of money. Which okay, this makes me think of something. So, all right. Um, I'm watching this uh, documentary type yes, series on Netflix. It. And the reason I'm watching it, and, and it's I'm, I'm just going to mention it on our podcast, Wild Wild Country. I think is it Wild Country or Wild Wild Country? I think it's Wild Wild Country. On Wild Wild Country. Um, and what I did is, so I'm listening to Bill Simmons and Chuck Klosterman on a podcast, and Klosterman mentions it. And then I'm listening to Dak Shepard, and I believe it might have been Katie Couric on a, on a podcast, and Dak Shepard mentions it. And so, like two, I think seemingly unconnected sources. That I kind of interested in mentioned this same series, and I'm like, I'm going to check this out. And actually, Tammy had heard it on a on a radio show that she listens to. I mean, Maria Menudo, I believe is her name. Sure. So, so okay. Here's the thing that I'm getting to. So, Pat Monahan of Train has train tracks on the Pulse Sirius uh, FM uh, 15. And I like to listen to it. I'm usually working Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. I think it comes out at 9 o'clock on Friday night. But I listen to his new music, and I kind of like to hear what he's got. I found out that a friend of ours had a song. And to get on train tracks with Pat Monahan, there, there, I, she alleged there was a fee involved to get your song mentioned on train tracks with Pat Monahan. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope not. But I wonder... Is somebody planting wild wild country with Dak Shepard, with Chuck Klosterman, that's going to be on Bill Simmons' podcast with Maria Menudo, who's on some show? Is this that's all smart. a conspiracy? The best way of advertising is word of mouth, and if we think we're just getting, we happen to hear it three yep. different times. That, that's what it is. Yeah, I have a genuine recommendation. It, was, it seemed genuine, yep. exactly, LJ, because we heard it. I heard it in two separate venues, and then Tammy heard it in a mm-hmm. separate venue, and we're going to watch it. And it's it's pretty interesting, by the way. But is and this is what Kanye's doing. Is this all a creep, freaking conspiracy money thing? It's I, I that happens a lot. I know that's one thing. I use this site Reddit a lot um, because it's just like a way to kill time on the internet. And one of the things that's been breaking lately is that you can buy uh, Reddit accounts and then post things about you know just like something genuinely kind of funny. Um, that somebody did with Doritos or something like that. And then so like a company like Doritos will pay 
just whatever it takes to get this like seemingly genuine endorsement of their product or some way to make them look cool or some way to make people want to do this thing. So they got to go buy a bag of Doritos or whatever. They'll pay big money for it. Like you can actually Mm. sell your, your genuineness Hmm. um, to companies right now on the internet. So I'm sure you can do it in any other venue. Um, I think you're definitely onto something, dad. That does sound. Wow. By genuineness on the internet. That's (laughs) an interesting statement. Yeah. Well, one other thing to add to that, this same girl, uh, mentioned that you could have like lunch with the Kardashians for a fee. So you are having lunch at some crazy Hollywood, you know, California restaurant with the Kardashians for 10 K you know, but people see well, because you with think, them. You're on TMZ. I guarantee you're on TMZ it, if you go out with Kardashians. It's pub. It's publicity. You know, and it was uh, all that. So uh, one of the ways that rappers get well known right now is apparently if you get played by a strip club DJ in Atlanta, that's a pretty good uh, track to be on the radio soon. So people hmm. are paying strip club DJs in Atlanta big money to be on their their playlists. I, I guess it's yet to see what what. This whole mess is on Twitter from Kanye. I'll go ahead and admit I'm probably going to keep up with it because I'm ready to Me hear too. his new album. Me too. And, and I just I like his music. So we'll see. Another guy who may not be the best at marketing and publicity is, oh, let's get to the NFL draft. And Roger Goodell, <laughs> surprising to no one but maybe himself, was opened the draft to a loud ring of boos in Dallas Stadium. And did y'all see He's how hard surprised. he tried to not be booed? It was the greatest oh, yeah. thing ever. He was well, when I saw it in Chicago, it was the same thing. He was instantly booed all the time from not only the place he was actually in, but also the giant park that we were all in. And you could hear it from different parts of Chicago, the whole <laughs> park booing. Um and so like he then the next pick he brought out a kid with cancer and then the next pick he like um, and still, it was it, when the kid walked out, everybody was silent. And then as soon as Goodell said another word, the boost. Well, good God, he had so, who did yeah, he have? He had Stallback, Aikman, and well, that's uh, what Jason he thought Wynn. he had this planned yeah. out. He was like, I got it planned out. I'm going to find a way not to. So he gets up there and he's like, How are you going to boo these awesome cowboys? They're like, No, <laughs> we're not booing them. <laughs> we all know who we're booing here, Roger. Don't don't get don't get shit twisted on, on this. <laughs> and then like right after that, he brings out captains of all the local high school football teams thinking that might help and he doesn't even know anything about him he's just like yeah uh these are really good kids i've heard these are good kids at the local high schools and they're still booing him and just booing him and it's roger you just gotta just accept it you're getting booed at every draft yep, yep. hey but that's why they pay him though yep. so he, he gets, gets booed, paid to be the face to boo so hey and you know that's what it. he gets paid really well is yes he it does. like Forty million or something? It's something ridiculous. Yeah. And, and a jet, I think. And a jet at his disposal. Jet. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. He's doing. Hey, he's I, doing I, just fine. I take some booing. Boo the hell out of me and get, give me a meal. <laughs> Whatever. Well, we even got good ideas for commission. Like, <laughs> well, speaking of a guy who might have to get used to some booing is old Baker Mayfield went first overall to Cleveland. That what? That was. I had heard some rumblings. Ben mentioned it when we had him on uh, a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I get it. I've watched some film, and there's a lot to him. But at first, overall, you got to pick someone that you know is good. And I just get a little worried with – I think some of the stuff about his off-the-field things are overblown. But there's a little bit of a question mark. There's a little bit of iffiness to him. What did y'all think about the, the Browns making that decision to go Baker 1? 
I think uh, I still stick with mine. They should have gone zero quarterbacks and gone in the free agency. Yeah, well, clearly um, the Browns so. are going to – they made the right move clearly because they didn't do what I said and they didn't do what LJ said. So they <laughs> obviously <laughs> did the right thing. What <laughs> shocked me, I mean, but but obviously Baker Mayfield's leadership ability and ability to make people follow him really struck people. Um, I mean, he yeah. has got some talent. There is no doubt about that. And he's obviously had one concussion because I've seen it on film in Fayetteville, Arkansas, when he gets his head slammed. <laughs> yeah. he, he's had one concussion for one sure. One tackle he couldn't avoid was the Fayetteville PD. Yeah, he couldn't outrun the Fayetteville <laughs> Police Department. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then they shocked me, though, when they their fourth pick, they took uh, that D-back. That I, did, I mean, I'm sure he's good. Denzel but I, Ward, I do think he's the best corner in the draft out of Ohio State. But it's just – yeah, but. Chubb shouldn't have fell to Denver is all. Oh, well, so, and we'll get to that in just a second. But, yeah. So well, LJ's I, getting around. Part, so. <laughs> part of me thinks if you like Baker, if at the first pick, if you like Baker Mayfield, and he's who you think is the best quarterback in the draft, because I kind of thought my first thought was they could have traded traded down and got Baker maybe a little later because I think Darnold was the consensus number one, but. If you like Baker Mayfield and you think he's the guy and you got the number one pick, it's like what the Bears do with Trubisky. Go get him. Go make sure. Don't leave it to chance. Get and, your guy. And I, I, Hugh Jackson and that GM, they are married to this quarterback. Their job. If Baker Mayfield doesn't work, that GM's getting fired. So if you if you think he's good, go do it. So can you name all the quarterbacks on Cleveland's roster right now? They've got Tyrod uh-huh. Taylor. Right. They got Baker yeah. Mayfield. They right. got Deshaun Kaiser. No, we were wrong. I got I got texted. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser was traded when they did the Tyrod Taylor. They traded Deshaun Kaiser to the Packers. Oh, so Kaiser's oh, so gone. Bill. Okay. Yeah, he's backing okay. up Rodgers at the Packers. Are they still uh, paying uh, uh, Osweiler? Or? Well, that, they actually made the pick. They made the $17 million pick in the second round this year in the draft. I forget who they got. They got Nick Chubb, <laughs> the running back from Georgia. He ended up being a $17 million second round pick, so... Because they because wow. they traded good. that that pick yeah. yeah but so and then we saw a running back go number two Barkley went two I thought that was wild yeah. I thought for sure Giants yeah. would go Darnold Big when surprise. he dropped but it's I want to get real quick and then we'll get to we'll get to why LJ is being getting a little aroused over there but <laughs> it's why the NFL draft is beloved by fans I don't know if y'all noticed Friday night when they aired the second and third rounds on ESPN. Instead of there was also a game six playoff game, the Raptors versus the Wizards. ESPN had the rights to that game. They moved that game over to ESPN News so they could run the second and third rounds of the NFL draft on prime time wow. Friday night. I did not catch that. So That's NFL's doing insane. like you mentioned earlier in the best. NFL's doing just fine mm. as far they as their as health far test. as their yeah. health. But but I, I figured out why the draft is beloved by all fans. It's because what we do as fans is we come up with – we make up reasons. Like, say the, if the Cowboys lose week one, I'm going to make up reasons why. Oh, they're still – in my head, I'll, I'll be a little upset, but by Thursday, I'm like, all right, all we got to do is fix this. If Ezekiel gets the running game going, the corners start figuring out, we start rushing the passer better, we can we can get back to the team I think can make the Super Bowl. And then you usually get mo- – because only one team wins the Super Bowl, you usually end up disappointed. But the yeah. draft, you don't – there's no disappointment. The guy gets picked. So, like, the guy that the Cowboys drafted – when their pick's coming up, I'm thinking, ooh, they could get Calvin Ridley. 
he would be a really good receiver. Yeah. I would really like Seemed that. Seemed like and a then, good, yeah. Mm. And then they shocked me. And they, I like Vander Esch. I think he's really good. I thought I kind of thought he'd be a good pick, but I thought he would be into the first round, maybe second round. So when the Cowboys first picked him, I was like, what the heck? That seems early. But then you know what I did? As a fan does, I talked myself into it. I went, oh, wait a minute. He ends up being this good at middle linebacker. And then we got him and Sean Lee. If Jalen Smith ever figures it out, and we don't get the disappointment, all we get is just a night full of, man, this is going to be so awesome for 10 years. And so that's why we love the draft. (laughs) They were comparing him to Brian Urlacher. And so then by the end of the thing, I'm like, okay, Fanderish, Urlacher, okay, all right, hell yeah. (laughs) So now you're talked into it. And there's not, it's not like a game when you get talked into a big game, a big playoff game, like when the Cowboys lost to that Aaron Rodgers making that throw against. Against us in the playoffs a couple of years ago, you get the disappointment. That still hurts. We get, we, that still hurts. Oh. <laughs> so we get amped up and we get the disappointment. But for this game, for this draft, we get amped up and there's no disappointment that follows. There's just more anticipation yeah. for the next three months. When the disappointment hits, you've usually got another thing to look forward yeah. to already. So like that's why fans love the draft because all it is is just yeah. Your hopes that's just fair. get built up. So okay, before wait before we give LJ <laughs> before we give LJ his his excitement. Um, so did you see, I think it was the first offensive lineman uh, pick by San Francisco, I believe it yes. was. Yeah, and they were showing. They picked one. They're showing. I thought he was a tackle, but they were showing the San Francisco contingent at the draft, and they picked Michael McGlinty, or I, I, I should know his name. Well, that name. wasn't the first. That was the first tackle taken, McGlinty. Okay, the first tackle, McGlinsky. And they show the San Francisco people, and I wish you could see my face. They're kind of like. <laughs> that was their response. I mean, there was – I felt so bad for the guys. Like, they don't even know who he is. But that's what you need. But anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to say it was hilarious it in was. the San Francisco contingent yeah. going, who? <laughs> well, so LJ comes on the podcast a couple weeks ago and preaches that the number one most important position, <laughs> if not maybe quarterback, is a edge rusher. And what <laughs> yeah. happens to the Broncos? And who's the best edge rusher in the draft? Bradley Chubb, who many assume is the best player in the draft, drops all the way down to five. And now you get Von Miller on one side and Bradley Chubb on the other. And Shane Ray will be back next year. Uh, LJ, you just want to do your gloat for a little bit about happy. Yeah, do you need a moment moment by yourself, LJ? I don't even have anything to say about that. That's uh, (laughs) – Woo. A little warm in here. <laughs> After Thursday night, Hannah walked out to the living and there was tissue papers everywhere. And LJ, yeah. LJ needs a cigarette or something. Good God. <laughs> oh, no, I man. did. I, so I, I was watching. Been happier with that pick. I, when I saw that, I thought, "Wow!" Like first, I was like, "Chubb's going to drop to five and then the, the Broncos did it, and I just was like, "This is LJ has got to be just gleaming I, right now." This is perfect. first one I thought of when I saw first one I thought of LJ. I thought LJ is in <laughs> he's in good shape. Oh man, that's yep, yep, I, <laughs> yep. Well, and so it makes sense to me for them to they didn't. I don't think they just loved any of the quarterbacks. They kind of liked Baker Mayfield, but they didn't think he would drop to five, and they weren't willing to trade up for him because they had some question marks. So they thought we got Keenum, we can we can go with Keenum for a year. We can see if we have anything in Lynch or not. And then, oh, yeah, we can also maybe get a, ne- a guy that can be an edge rusher. Like, that's one thing. The last few years when we've seen these edge rushers go really high, like the Clownies and the Watts and all these guys are supposed to be really good, that's one of those positions you kind of can tell when there's these these once-in-a-decade kind of guys. It's not like a quarterback where there's a big head thing. It's just are you crazy athletic? Can you get past a tackle? All right, you're probably going to be a pretty solid player. So yeah. it's a very mm-hmm. safe pick. 
I, I think the Broncos, I think John Elway's got to be just so happy with how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then, and, and based on their entire draft, I think we're looking at a at a team that any free agent's going to be looking at next year. Well, um, so now he does this and, thing and, where a free agent quarterback comes up. They're gonna they're gonna come talking. Any free agent's gonna be thinking Broncos. And if they like a guy next year or whenever, they can still play. And maybe Keenum is that guy. We saw Keenum. Well, that's, go to the I NFC Championship. Could you think of a more Could you think of a more motivating thing than knowing that every free agent's gonna be knocking down the door for a team that you could be successful with? Like they've got a Super Bowl caliber team, in my opinion, maybe minus a quarterback. So if Keenum doesn't want to win it with this, that like he's gonna he's gonna be motivated. Yes, yeah. is, is all I know. Great, and Agreed. so is Paxton Lynch. I mean, you got to walk in with this team and perform because otherwise, we'll just see who's available next year because anybody yep. will want to be here. I who's think the other quarterback you, on their roster? They've got somebody else. Uh, Denver does on their roster. I thought would be competing for the backup job with Paxton Lynch. No, I, I, I they had a guy that was like a oh oh Chad Kelly. They have him. Chad Kelly. Um, oh, right, right, right. He's got some yeah, potential, yeah, right. but he's kind of a head potential. Case. But so they've got, got some. In Case Keenum, Case Keenum did well with I a like really Case good defense. I mean, he did good with a good defense last year at Minnesota. I, uh, I like Keenum. Keenum's got a shot. Um, also, yeah. uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, he had to wait the whole, entire night in the green room. But Lamar Jackson did get to go in the first round. Went to the Ravens. I mean, that was. Yep. I'm interested yep. in that. It, the Ravens OC is Marty Morning, Morningwig, who was the Michael Vick coordinator. He did. He was with him at Atlanta and at Philadelphia, so he knows kind of how that quarterbacks work. And also, the Ravens signed RG three earlier. So, if there's any better mentor to show you, like, look, you're gonna have to find a way to throw instead of getting tackled and hit, because obviously it's well, derailed. And that his was the other. That's the other genius thing too. Is I remember when Tebow was like everybody was debating: is he going to be a reasonable NFL quarterback? The the biggest knock is well, if he gets hurt, you have nobody that plays his game in the entire NFL. Like there's no com- common quarterback, and you know, uh, uh, RG three is going to be a guy that can step in and play that style. So I think um, I think that not- I know he probably hates getting dra- like it kept dropping and kept dropping and kept dropping, but I think he could not have gone to much maybe. I kept it's thinking the fit. Patriots were going to do it. I just knew they were going to draft him, and they didn't. But it, I think Lamar Jackson, to me, he's got as good an arm as anyone in the draft, and he runs a 4-4, and it doesn't really – he never didn't get hit a lot in college, and I, I think it's perfect. He's not going to be like RG3 and thrown into the offense and have this whole offense built around him year, day one. He's going to go. It's going to be Joe yeah. Flacco's team, and they're going to kind of teach him – Here's how there's a few differences you need to learn, and RG3 had to learn that through getting hurt over and over again, and hopefully Lamar Jackson doesn't. I think he he's going to sit around for a year, and I think it's going to work out well. I really think Lamar Jackson's going to be yeah. something. I'll tell you what. I think I like Baltimore's coach. That John Harbaugh, I think, is one of the better yep. coaches. He could coach my team anytime. I like him. He's mm-hmm. solid. He relates with players. I like him better than his brother. Um yeah. I, I really, I really like that situation for Lamar Jackson. Well, and speaking of brothers, uh, to to touch up on our guy, yes. Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, LJ, when did yep. he get drafted in the fifth round? Did you see? Yeah, fifth round. Did you see? I think um, I didn't know. I, okay, I knew it was one forty one overall. I wasn't sure which round, but Dad, he got drafted by the Seahawks, who is where yeah. his brother Shaquille Griffin plays. 
And if you remember yeah. when LJ told us the story, Shaquille had offers to go to Miami and turned them down so he could play with his brother at UCF. Mm-hmm. And now right. the two are going to get reunited and they're going to play. They're, they said they, they're going to be roommates next year. And it's just Man, super cool. I hate that I've, I've become a little bit of a Seahawks fan as of two days ago, or yes, two days ago. Oh, you want to see this guy succeed, yeah. and I'm t- he's Absolutely. got the tools to succeed, and oh man, and he is motivated. I am. Yeah. I guess I'm a little bit of a Seahawk fan too. I hear you, but yeah. but it's got to be hard for you to. Is, are they still in Denver's? No, they moved over, didn't no. they? They're no, in the yeah. NFC. Yeah, the Seahawks are. They beat. Yeah, they beat. They were. They, they were beat Peyton Manning like a, Yeah, they beat him in the in the yeah. championship oh, and yeah. Super Bowl. But, yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, but. It was really interesting. Yeah, that's a wound that's still a little, still slightly yeah. open. Yeah, it was cool. I was, I always loved the the little stories of they they recorded. I don't know who did it, what end, but they recorded the call when John Snyder, uh, the GM of the Seahawks, told him he was going to get picked. And it was interesting. I heard a story. So she, they were together. Shaquille Griffin, Shaquem, and the family were all together. And Shaquem went to the bathroom. And Shaquille said he was sitting there and like his nieces and nephews were on the ground in front of him. And he saw the phone on the desk or on the table and it started ringing and he recognized it was a Seattle area code. And so instantly he knew he was already watching the draft because he was like, oh, Seattle's coming up. I want to know who we're picking. And they all knew the way it works. You kind of know what area people are thinking about you and agents have uh, people have called your agent about you and stuff. So they know Shaquille may go soon and he knows Seattle's up. And all of a sudden he knows Seattle's on the clock. And Shaquem's phone's ringing, and it's a Seattle area code. So what he said he did, he said he jumped over his niece and nephew, grabbed the phone, opened it. He said, I'm glad uh, Shaquem wasn't doing anything bad in the bathroom because I just barged <laughs> open the door and I tackled him and said, you have to answer this phone call. It's Seattle. Answer the call. And it was just awesome. And then the call's recorded, and Shaquem Griffin's like, I, I can't breathe. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And it was cool. Pete Carroll got in there. It's like, too cool. Just show up, be humble, be humble. And then Shaquem Griffin's like, that, that's it. I mean, that's what I am. I, I haven't had – I've been doubted yeah. my whole life, so let's go. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I think is. Seattle got to steal with it, and I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I'm disappointed he didn't go to Denver. That would have been – God, I mean, just yeah. another edge rusher I think every team's him. disappointed they didn't get him. <laughs> <laughs> Twice in that hey. in the draft, you couldn't have handled that, LJ. <laughs> it had been too much. <laughs> Somebody uh, had to spray some water on LJ. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so we mentioned we mentioned earlier that the draft's a great time for fans. So I kind of want to bring up another another incident with fans this weekend. And I did y'all see where old Russ had a little run in with some fans in, in Utah in game six where they got closed out? Did you see that, Dad? Yeah, I saw a little, Mr. Russell I saw Westbrook. A little bit of that. Yeah. Oh Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so he was if if you didn't see it, he was going at, at halftime. He was going to the. It was this one was just funny to if you watched it. He's going to the the side or to the tunnel at halftime, and some fans, you know, just giving it to him, just yelling at him and berating him. And Russell Westbrook, uh, he he says some not so kind words to the man, and when he <laughs> yells back and and kind of barks at the man, the man jumped back so fast. Yeah, he did. He, back, he couldn't. He backpedaled so fast from the comments that he didn't or fell backwards. I mean, he was just. <laughs> I mean, I would have too. I can't blame the guy. That was it, intense. It was. Well, but you don't have a right to just call some bullshit on somebody and not. Have, I mean, I was kind of on Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't oh, know absolutely. what the guy said, but I was a little bit on Russell Westbrook's side. It's, if you're going to mm-hmm. talk a bunch of smack, be ready for some some kickback on it. Some pushback, yeah. 
Well, and then so then the game ends, and the Russell Westbrook's obviously not happy because the the Thunder lost, and the Jazz move on. And now they're done again for the in the first round. And another fans saying heckling Russell Westbrook a little bit, and he's putting a phone right up in Russell Westbrook's face, and so he swipes the phone away and yells something at him too. And you see him look over at the security guys like I, it looks like he says something to the tune of "Are y'all going to let that happen?" type of thing. Mm-hmm. And after the game, Russ talked about. They asked about uh, why he confronted the fans, and he said that he didn't confront the fans. The fans confronted him. And in Utah, it's more disrespectful than most places, and they're real vulgar with the, what they say to visiting players, saying that they talk about your families, your kids, and that disrespect just won't fly with him. He said, and he said that's one thing. He said the biggest problem is these people wouldn't say these things to him like out in the public, but they're. Because he'd whoop their ass. Right. And, then, <laughs> and right, you see it wouldn't. right there when the guy, yeah, well, you'll yell, yell, yell. And I think it, it throws, it perfectly fits the way fans are in social media day and agents. What I hate is they just yell in all these obscenities and maybe yell about your family and kids. But if they saw Russell Westbrook in the parking lot or in the street, they'd probably go, hey, Russell, can I get a pick? I love your game. It's so cool. And it's just be the same person. I, it bothers me to see people heckle like that. Yeah. Be the yeah. same person. I like that. Be the same person all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If, if and I think there's so many of like what people call the eggs out there on Twitter, where they're just they have they follow like 500 people and they have no followers, and all they do is just berate these athletes and just tweet at them. And why? Mm-hmm. And like just the it's one thing if you disagree. I can, you can tweet something like oh, I hate you for making that catch and beating my team, but. That's that's you being fans are it's short for fanatic. So you're gonna you're gonna be a little fanatic, but you don't need to go in there. Like if if the person's talking about his family and his kids, and that's just there's no room for that anywhere. Yeah. That's there's no room for that in life or in basketball or it just it's annoying to see that. And if that's what was going on, I'm on Russ's side. I'm fully with him. I think I am yeah. too. And I think I am too. And speaking of that game, Dad, I don't know if you. It seems more so than ever. It, I don't know if you watched the game. Donovan Mitchell in that series. In the series, he averaged 28.5 points per game as a rookie. We've already mentioned him with Rookie of the Year or not, all that stuff. I don't think he, he needs to worry about Rookie of the Year because he's putting on a stand as he's one of the premier players in the he's NBA. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, and, no doubt. Well, in that game in particular, Rubio, Ricky Rubio went down in the, after halftime. He had a hamstring injury and wasn't coming back. And it's clear that Rubio is the – He's kind of like the Rondo, what Rondo is for the Pelicans. He's he might not score a lot, but he's the engine that makes that that offense go. And Mitchell scores, yep. but Rubio kind of makes it all work. And so you saw the guys, the TNT guys after at halftime were like, "Oh, I think we're going to a game seven with Rubio gone unless Mitchell can do something crazy." And what did Mitchell do in the first six minutes of the third quarter? Comes out and scores fifteen of his twenty-two points in the third quarter and erupts and re- is going blow for blow with Russell Westbrook and does not look phased at all. And then we saw the same thing with – it was funny. It had to be annoying for Russell Westbrook to see Mitchell out there just knocking down shot after shot when uh, Paul George was looking – I think he went three for 18 or something looking like Philip Seymour Hoffman on Along Came Polly. It was just – all you heard with Paul George was this right here. That's all – that, that's all you heard of Paul George. It's just he was jacking them up, and they were not going in. And, Rain dance. And it's just, and then you saw it with the Sixers, where they beat the Heat four one. You mentioned it last week, where 
guys like your Ben Simmons and guys like Dwayne Wade is like throwing back time and having one of his all-time games. And Ben Simmons is going blow for blow. And just these young guys, it seems like there used to be a time where the young guys would go, wow, the playoffs is a different animal. And Dwayne Wade and Russell Westbrook and kind of be starstruck. And these guys look like they feel like they deserve to be right there with them in the same conversations. And it, I, I think we, we hit on this earlier, and this is going to take a little different slant, but I think kids today are raised by parents that want them to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, I was raised right. by parents that wanted me to go to work, make a living. I had to make money, you know, and, and we raise our kids today more, follow your dream, do your thing, be who you are. And these kids, you're seeing, I think you're seeing it, I think this is what you're describing. These guys are being who they are. They are they're confident. That's it. It's the confidence. They, they're confident yeah. in themselves. I see it with with my kids. I see it with Tammy's kids. I mean, y'all are comp- I you're, think we're you're more emotionally something. evolved. We're more yeah. emotionally that's evolved. And and I think your kids, that and that's a phrase trademark Tammy Tammy coined that for me. But I think your kids will be more emotionally evolved because it's like you you realize the earlier you realize, live your life, do something you love, starve for a little while. But if you're doing something you love, you're going to be all right. And yeah. these guys, they're not backing down to anybody because they've never yeah. been taught that you have to back down to anybody. Well, that's so do interesting. I think you're hitting the best on you such can. a point because these guys – like before, when you're Michael Jordan coming up, you're, you're taught like you're going to have to come out and you have to pay your dues and you're going to lose in the first round a couple of times to those stars and you'll get your time. You'll LeBron, you'll get your time. And Ben Simmons is like, why can my time not be right now? Why right can't now? I win the championship yeah. this year? And that and it's just a different confidence yeah. level. Like you see with Mitchell, Russell Westbrook started getting hot in the third quarter. Rubio's down, and what does Mitchell do? He goes. Why can't I win this game for the team? And he comes out and just starts knocking down right. shot after shot. And it's just the confidence these guys at 20 years old and 19 years old are playing with is amazing. I think I think you're really hitting on something. It's just these kids are told from a young age, why not you? Why not now? Why, why not, not you? you? Yeah, Dad, you're on fire today. I'm telling you, he is. <laughs> Lip is on point. He said he came in with no notes, and he's just on it today. <laughs> yeah, man, off the dome from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, you are getting lip off the dome. <laughs> so, Dad, we do with the with the Sixers winning earlier, and now the Celtics clinched the game seven earlier this weekend. We get a little Sixers Celtics rematch. I, do you remember? Do you oh. remember a little Sixers Celtics back in the day? Oh my God! Yes, Doc J and Larry Bird well, a- and Mo <laughs> Cheeks and Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish <laughs> and Billy uh, Bobby Cumming, Cumming. What was the guy? I can't remember the center. Ah, uh, shit. People, Kevin, I failed there. But people yes, my age don't understand. So I was hearing a lot about the rivalry, and I know a little. I mean, I know Doctor J was on the Sixers. I know Bird. But I didn't realize apparently that those two have had the most playoff series of any team in NBA history, any two teams. And the Sixers have been bad for so long. I think a lot of people watching the game like my age don't realize that this is I saw the video resurface. I've seen it before, but Bird and Dr. J like choking each other out and slapping at hitting punching at each other. I mean, for someone like for you, is this not awesome to see Sixers Celtics back in the garden? It's got to be cool. Well, yes, but golly, it was cool seeing Do- Dr. J. 
Larry Bird was kind of the younger guy at that point, and he was. I'm just if you didn't see Larry Bird play, I'm sorry. I you know you should have because he wasn't backing down from anybody, any way, any time, and and he would go up and try to strangle Doc, you know, whatever. It was just oh, what a series they had, and I love this. But now. Philly's going to win. Yeah. I mean, Philly's well, I wish win Kyrie was playing there's, or something. Yeah. Like the Celtics, there's no way they beat Philly. There's no, in my opinion, like, they just they're not beating Philly. I think you what know. you kind of hit on, and I didn't, I don't hadn't thought about this till now, but something your era of basketball watching got that I think my era has gotten deprived of a little bit is you got to see. So like when Bird's coming up, he played against Dr. J, who plays like his same position. So they were going at each other. We had LeBron and Kobe, and we never got that finals matchup of LeBron versus Kobe. It was always Kobe played the Celtics, and then LeBron played the Spurs. Like, we never saw positions that that really guard each other go at it. Like, I felt like with Bird against Magic and Bird against Dr. J, there was was positions clashing at each other, and you saw them really going at each other's neck. and. Well, but Bird was probably a three, and Magic was playing one. But they were the one, same height. They still they had guarded to guard each other. other. The same height. They had to guard each other, and did. Yeah, um, I saw. I saw. By the way, and you may get into this, but I saw LeBron. You know, in Cleveland, won Game Seven yeah. uh, today. I, I think he's done. I don't think. I really don't think they can beat Toronto, and so I think. So you have Toronto and Philly in the finals, and I think that's going to be an interesting Eastern final. Uh, it's hard for me to um, say. It's I'm hard for me to say the Raptors it. are going to beat Cleveland just because LeBron's had his number, and LeBron is still the best player on the planet. LeBron is still LeBron. He is the best player on the planet. That is without a mm-hmm. doubt. You're right. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, I got some bullshit I want to talk about. That, that's so. that's, that's like exactly where I wanted to go, Dad. So why don't you open it up? Because I have some. I have a question or a, a situation I find myself in that maybe y'all can help. So what? What's some bullshit you want to talk about today, Dad? Well, the the one thing is so so when you open up iTunes on your computer, <laughs> it it has a little dialog box. It'll go. I've noticed that uh, iTunes is not your default uh, media player. Would you like to fix this now? And there's a little checkbox down there that says, do not show me this again. And every time, and the key word that I'm saying is every time I say, do not show me this again. Do you see anything wrong there? If it says, do not show me this again, and I check it, there should not be an every time I have to click this box. So I click the box says, do not show me this again. I don't want you to be my default media player. And I go ahead. And the next time I open iTunes, it comes up with this little dialog box. It says, we've noticed that iTunes is not your default media player. Would you like to fix this? No, blankety blank. I would not like to fix this damn thing. And I hit the box again. So, But you still go through every time you hit that box and press no, don't you? Well, because I well, I should just not even hit the box anymore. It's like Apple. Why the hell do you even put the box there? Quit put, putting the damn box there because What's it's obviously the bullshit. What's in and the it box? Work. If you're gonna if you're gonna ask me every time, it's just I might as well put the blank in the box because it's not gonna work. It pisses me off. That's what it does. Oh my goodness! Hey, look, I have a question though for really you. My dish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what grinds my I feel my like dish. you have a very pressing question for Dad here. Well, I, well, first off, what's your default me- media player? 
the, the one that's the uh, the regular default, the the Windows media media player is my regular. You using Windows Media Player on your Apple computer instead of iTunes? No, this is at work. Like I'm on my uh, my uh, PC. I'm on my PC. Okay. Well, but what are you it, using iTunes for in the first place? That is a good. Well, well, yeah, why are you opening up your iTunes? Well, because it needs to update. I've got a new version just of iTunes. iTunes. I what do you use iTunes for? What do you use iTunes for? Should I just delete iTunes? Yeah, why do you need it? You know, exactly. that's a good that's question. What I, I was like, what does that use iTunes, iTunes for? Like, I don't anymore. have a clue. Well, I don't know what the hell I use it for, but I did for a long time, so I guess I think I should steal <laughs> That's loyalty right there. That's brand and loyalty. Get rid of it. What the hell with it. Get rid of it. Well, I'm done with it. By God, I decided right now I'm done with freaking iTunes. I will say. So there. Hey. Pisses me Developers on. out there, don't put a false box or dad will cut you off. Well, I mean, just don't put the box on there. Just say we're, we're really effing with you we're not going to really stop asking you this if you check if the box the just bottom, go ahead and tell me that be a little bit more, you'd be okay with that <laughs> well they told I'll be me. better just be, be me, honest me, with it just, just tell me that me. this is yeah. going to piss me off every time just and i'll be, be okay with it but don't make me think i solved the issue and yeah. then it's <laughs> yeah say check check this box and we'll piss you off the next time you open it up i go okay well i'll check the damn box and just see but just Bullshit. Well, I'm I w- pissed off about it. I will <laughs> say, my for whatever, so we have at my uh, work computer, I'll get on it, and sometimes I have to get, my email wasn't working for the longest time, and I had to get on Firefox. It wouldn't work on Chrome for whatever reason, so I had to use Firefox. And it would always say, we see that Firefox is not your default browser. Would you like to set it as so? And I would always click. I don't think it even had a box for me. Maybe it did. I don't know. But it would have not right now or yes. And I would click not right now as if maybe the next time I might set it to be my default browser. But then I would come in on Tuesday and once again, it would ask me and I would say, no, not right now. And I don't know why it annoyed me that I had to click it every single time, but I always would just click not right now. So I don't know why I did that. That was just dumb on my part. Probably the same reason you're opening up iTunes for whatever reason. Well, I had like a similar thing happen to me this weekend while I'm running the show from like, we've got this fancy board that I'm connected to with my laptop. So I'm like, controlling the band through my laptop. And uh, and then I accidentally click on Safari. And then it waits about 45, 50 seconds to tell me that Safari is not my default browser and ask if I want to change it. I can't click anything else until I deal with this dialog box. And I'm in the middle of a show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, and the shitty thing is, if you would have told it to not happen again before that, to where that wouldn't pop up, it probably still would because, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm sure this yeah. wasn't the first time that someone's accidentally clicked on Safari and had that issue on this laptop. Yeah. Well, okay, and quick shout out to Google Chrome, right? It does ask you the first time, but if you say don't ask me again, I don't Google Chrome doesn't ask me every time I open it up. <laughs> yeah. So shout to Google Chrome, by God. <laughs> That's some free which I actually like the browser. That's a free advertisement. Hey, Google Chrome, to- this could be you right here. Yeah. <laughs> this could be you. Well, but see, here's the deal. Now they don't have to pay for it. You just gave them the free advertisement. Yeah. Well, let's just act You're like they're paying us for that. it. So. <laughs> well, we can act like it all we want. It doesn't mean our bank account ain't going to reflect it. But <laughs> So I have a question for you guys. So there's I, there's this guy. At, it's the same person. Every now and then when I go, he's not there every time, but every now and then when I go work out, there's this guy that shows up, and he's about, uh, he's a mid-aged guy, probably 40, 45. I don't know. But he'll always want to, he did the first time, he did that. I could tell. He was like, I'm working out. I have my headphones in. So clearly I'm not there to talk to people. And I can tell. He like comes down and he right. sits near me 
and he keeps like looking over. He wants to talk to someone because I'm in my weird graveyard schedule and it was on my off day. So I'm there at like 11 p.m. or something. There was like no one there. And right. clearly the guy was trying to talk to me. And I tried to ignore him for the longest time for like 10 minutes. I just ignored him. <laughs> but I just couldn't. I felt like I was being so rude. So finally, I take a, he says something kind of. And I take a headphone out and I start talking to him. And we talk. Of course, we talk for like five or 10 minutes. So first, my question is, how do you get, it's like when you pass by someone and you say, how's it going? And they actually answer your question instead of just saying good. How do you get out of that conversation? And you can't, you've opened the door and yep. is that just it? You're done there. You're because done. now it's even worse. Yeah. You're giving up every time. I sh- so I'm getting there. I'm about to do some, I forget what I was doing. I was doing something like where there was a bench in front of me and this guy sits on the bench. Like I'm taking a break. I'm going to get a drink of water. And he sits on the bench that I'm working out at as he's talking to me and like crosses his leg and starts talking. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're now you're not even allowing me to ignore you. You're sitting right here. And I've, I opened the door three weeks ago. And now once a week, I have to have a 15 minute conversation with the man. And it's just not mm. ideal. Yep, you messed that up. I was wondering you if there's any way up. I can fix it or if it's just without being a total just dickhead to the person, which I'm not going to do because I can't. I See, can't I think do that's it. the thing. I think that's the thing you got to learn. Um, because just to be a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, well, you either be a dickhead or you deal with it. Those are, those are your options. Hmm. You can either say, look, man, I don't want to talk. Or. Well, I guess talk. it kind of goes <laughs> to what really, dad was no saying. I just if the box would be honest and they would just tell him that it's going to pop up every time, maybe I should just. Be honest with the person. Go, look, I I just not it's not you. I just want to get in here and get out. I just don't want to talk. So I'm gonna ignore mm-hmm. you. And just let yeah. them know instead of you're not yeah, gonna be it, my default <laughs> talker at the day. Do not show me this. Or, they should have a dialogue box that pops up and says how many conversations they're gonna to want to have with you a week before you take your headphone out so you know whether it's worth it. Well, what if you say so he's sitting on the bench with his legs crossed? What if you say, Hey dude, I can you move? I got well, to do So the thing out, is, you know? is clearly, uh-huh. and he's brought it up to me. He's clearly a, a man who is middle-aged. He has no family here in Fort Smith. And he's looking, he wants to find a girlfriend. He's asked me about girlfriends Whoa. around here. And yeah, sure I mean, he's asked me like, do yeah, I know I good places? He, he might be <laughs> and he talked about this one girl. <laughs> He might be hiring a podcast host is uh, and, what I'm thinking. And the guy, I, I feel kind of bad for the dude, so I kind of want to talk to him. Or at least, like, so someone will, because I think everyone ignores him up there. And so, I don't know. I'm just in – it's a rock and a hard place. Well, be nice, but, you, I mean, sorry, I got to get a set. I got to get a set, you know. But move your ass. I got to get a set. Be late for work every day. That's an option. Be late for work. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I, I guess that is an option, but – well, no, I'm saying he doesn't need to know that when, when he wants to start a conversation, be like, look, I just got to yeah, finish this work. up and yeah. I got to go. And then you just power through your sets or whatever and then get out of there. And then, you know, you've got extra time because you're not actually late for work. Run by <laughs> yeah. Sonic, you know. Go get, go get. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. So I have an ethical question about Sonic. Yeah. Oh, Lord. oh boy. So I hope Sonic's okay. not listening to me. But so I had the other day I went and got, well, a couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> I'll assure you. A couple of weeks ago, I went to Sonic and I ordered something, and it said, "Answer this survey on your receipt at talktosonic.com, and you can get a free Route 44 Sonic drink." And I was like, "Oh, I've done this before. Basically, it's just okay. go through and have to answer. It's going to be a lot of questions, but go through and answer. It takes about five minutes, and I can get a free drink." So I did it, filled it out, and it said, "Put this number on your receipt." Yeah. 
So I went to Sonic and I went and I was like, hey, I got a receipt for a free Route 44 drink. Went before work and they're like, all right, what would you like? I ordered my cherry lime made, got my drink. And then when they came, I thought I'd have to show them my receipt or something. They just handed me a drink. So I kind of thought, huh, all my receipt says is this is valid for the next 14 days. Use it within the next 14 days. So the next day I went back and I was like, I'll actually, I'll actually, I was going to make sure to use my receipt. And again, they gave me my free drink and they don't ask for the receipt at all. And let's just say I've done it another time. Am I (laughs) at the same Sonic? Are you going to the same Sonic every time? The one of the times they gave me a receipt with my free drink. That's like voided out free survey drink. And it was like you act the the car hop even said you actually have another free survey on this drink if you want to answer this survey. So I just brought back my old receipt with the number written on just in case they ever I have it. I'll keep it in my truck just in case they ever ask for the receipt. I do have it. But am I? Yeah. Do I need to quit doing that? Is this really unethical or is it just on their fault for not taking the receipt from me? I think you're good. I think you're in the clear because I think that. Um, companies have shown how much they're willing to pay to data mine you, right? With all the Facebook yeah, stuff going yeah. on and stuff like that. So, like, you're actually giving them free labor of something they'd pay good money for. So, whatever. You're taking, a like, eight cents worth of syrup from them and a cherry. So, <laughs> the cherry. I, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> well, they will make me so. The other day I went and I was going to get a vanilla Coke. And since that adds a flavor, sure. I had to pay 22 cents for the added flavor. But if I only have to pay 22 cents for my Route 44, each time, it's a pretty good deal. That's not a bad deal. I say go for it. I still take them for what they're worth. I still usually try to answer. If they give me a new one, I'll try to answer. Uh, let's just say this has been going on for a couple of weeks now. And I haven't <laughs> gone every day, but I have gone a few times. And if they give me a new one, I will fill out a new receipt. So at least they get some more data on me. And they'll even update it. Like the first time I put that it wasn't that clean because it wasn't. And or it said like it wasn't that clean. Why? And I said because there was like Coke all on the side of my drink. And then the next time it asked my cleanliness and I put extremely clean. And they asked why. I was like, my cup was extremely clean this time. So I'm at least giving them some feedback. What you're giving them is honestly insanely valuable. I mean, like that's something that like somebody at human resources or the company office just can't know without you giving them that information. So like I And I even allowed them. them, I I even allowed them. It asked at the end. It said, do you mind if we share this data on our review stuff or something? I was like, you can share it wherever you want. I don't care where you have it as long as I get my free Route 44s. And now hey, sure. next time, tell them you want a cheeseburger and order fries as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not paying you enough. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah, you need a raise. Yeah, actually, Sonic, <laughs> if LJ said you weren't listening, but if you are listening, I would like, instead of a half-price cheeseburger on Tuesday night, I'd like a free cheeseburger on Tuesday night with my Route 44 drink. <laughs> With my free Route 44. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that solves it. I'm good for three free Route 44s a week for the rest of time. Eventually, they'll catch on. Yeah. Though. Eventually, I think my car hop will start realizing this same person keeps using a free survey every time. Yeah, but you know what? In Fort Smith, there's another Sonic just a, like yeah, down a half Rogers. a mile down yeah, the road, right. too. So. <laughs> do, you, do you tip your car hop any? That's a good question. I didn't know if I should tip a car hop because they're just bringing me yes, a drink. You, you always tip your car hops. Something. Even if it's zero, do I give them they get a dollar? Paid less than minimum wage. Do they? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's what I've heard. What else? Less than minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, to do that job. So. You got to tip your car hops. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sometimes don't just because, you know, like I feel like, I don't know, I bought like eight cents worth. I mean, well, yeah, eight cents worth of, of syrup and a cherry. 
So it feels a little bit like, I don't know, what did you do to earn this dollar that like the person sweeping didn't do? You're sitting um, on your dead ass in your car. They're bringing it to you. Give them 50 cents or something. They're, for walking, God's sake. they're walking, what, 20 feet, 40 feet at worst. And you're doing nothing. You're sitting on your dead ass. Give them a tip. I'd get up and get it if I could. <laughs> they don't allow me to go fill my own drink. I'd gladly fill yeah. my own vanilla Coke. <laughs> I'd press the ice. Because right, yeah. then I'd get the right amount of ice, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yeah. Speaking of, while you're sitting in the car, while you're sitting there waiting on your eight cents of syrup and a cherry, LJ, what what would you be listening to this week? Oh, I've been listening to uh, Conk by the Kooks. Solid album. Really? I don't even know. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Oh, I like it's the Kooks, but I don't know that album. Uh, it's good. Um, like we'll we'll put it up. It's good. All right. Well, my, the Kooks are like naive, album. right? Didn't they do naive yes. and yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kooks Actually, are good. Is that on that album? That might be. No, is it? that's on a different album. It's an okay. older. That's an older uh, song. Yeah, so. yeah. This album, I think, is. I think that's on the album that came right after Conk. Okay. Uh, Sunshine. Spell Conk. K O N K. Okay, Conk. Not like a Conk mm-hmm. fritter. You ever had a Conk fritter? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. Educational no, pops. Like in Key West. No, it's like in Key West. C H O N C H. Conk. A conk fritter. Oh, uh, like a conch shell. Yeah, yeah, like a conch shell. Like a conch, the conch republic. Yeah. I mean, it's, you ever had you a conch fritter? Yeah, <laughs> conch fritters are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're tasty. Dad, what, what, are, what are you listening to? What's been in your ears here? All right. Well, I mean, you've I'm going to bring You've back, been road tripping, so. I, I've been road tripping, been listening to a few podcasts, but uh, I got a little a bit on uh, one of my favorite albums of all time Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill good oh, what a good album so that's yeah. what I'm listening to and listeners you're in for a treat because it'll be on our website so just just enjoy yourself with a little Alanis yeah. Morissette just, just press play just press play be good but good stuff I have been we mentioned it earlier but when I heard the news that Kanye was going to drop an album with Kid Cudi I kind of thought man I haven't heard any Kid Cudi in a while so I've been listening to Man on the Moon yeah, good album. Kid Cudi's good, man. I I that really like. That mixtape was really Kid great Cudi. back in the day. Kid Name Cudi. Yeah, was. it was. There's, I started looking through and I was like, man, I could just put Kid Cudi on shuffle and just listen to him. But I I wanted to pick an album just because I wanted to hear an album front to back, and so I just hit it and press play, and it was solid, solid album. I really liked the Man on Man on the Moon album. Kid Cudi's very good, and he's been going through a lot lately, right? So like him putting out an album might well, mean that so he's he recently, over some of his I say recently, demons. within the past year, I think, got out of rehab, and it was like. He just, I think it was like a rehab type of, he was just real depressed. I think he got depressed. I think, yeah. It wasn't necessarily like he was addicted. I think he was taking some medication, but it was just, he was depressed. I mean, it was just, yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope, I hope things are good because his music's so cool. And that's kind of, we've talked about it before, but sometimes the way this, some of the best music gets made while someone's in a, not the best state of mind, like in a depressed mm-hmm. state of mind. So it's, it stinks to see, but it's all, I mean, it's just kind of weird that something that so many people probably relate to and help them get through a tough time, maybe it was made yeah. while someone else went through a tough time. It's just weird, the dynamics of art. Well, and I, music. That, that just makes me think of uh, Robin Williams, who uh, he always kind of said that his, uh, his comedy was him trying to help people find joy that he couldn't have. And Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's um, art yeah. and it's just, in, it's cool. That, or it's not cool, but it's just a weird dynamic of how art, is done yeah. by artists. And- it's somewhere so, from a sometimes from a dark place, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But I think Kid Cudi's been going through hell, and it looks like he didn't stop there. He he kept going. So that's how you get out of hell. Yep. Is you just keep going. I hope so. I like I like me some Kid Cudi. 
for this week. I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap it up. Glad y'all came on and joined us for this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. By the way, you can always find us on Twitter at JPP Podcast, or you can find us on Facebook at Just Press Play Podcast or on our website. We always post our show notes and our full episodes on there, and you can go through and look at anything you missed at JustPressPlayPod.com. Uh, we, we love to hear feedback from any of the fans. If there's anything that we were wrong on or anything you want to say, anything you just want to share, we, we, we'll try to react to it. And we, if it's good, we'll bring it up next week on the air. So for, for me, Kev, L, Dad, I think that'll call it. Peace. Enjoyed it. Peace, Peace out. Yeah, you, you made a face. I said it right. I said the right Twitter. I know. That's what I was. I was excited. It sounded like you, you had written it down or something for the first time in what twelve episodes that you've been doing. <laughs> well, I always, I always know it's JVB podcast, but for some reason, every time I'm getting ready to say it, at least prior to this time, since it's not written down, I start like right before I say it, I'm like, wait, is it JVB pod? Is it just play pod? Yeah. What, what is it?